0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is welcome to Tatami Talk. My name is Juan, this is my Chikomi partner, Anthony. And today we have a very special guest. He's a friend of ours. He's a member of our dojo. We have Richard right here. Hi, Richard. Hello, everyone. <laughs> now, the reason Richard's here today is because we're gonna talk about him. Um, him and Anthony went to Japan last year for the World Championships. And while they were there, uh, they actually trained a bunch of dojos, did a lot of interesting things, so' I'm just gonna talk about that kind of stuff today
1: yeah this episode is kind of an extension of the interview we' did with johnny um yeah, if you remember so we we actually planned this trip um a while back We've, we were casually talking about it, but um Johnny decided to go compete at the world championships after we planned this trip so it, it was it was quite interesting, so
2: yeah, it was actually a very very like I don't know what you would call it, but there was a lot of just random things that came together for this because I think we were planning on going anyway and then Johnny kind of just was like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing now. I'm going to compete for Vietnam.
1: Yeah, it, w- it worked out because you guys can share, share the room and split the costs and stuff. So.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was one thing that was interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I love that with traveling with people because I am I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm good traveling with people or I'll travel alone. But like the whole like, oh, I'm going to be over here for a few days and I'll meet back <laughs> up with you here. And then okay, like I so- met Johnny in Osaka. And then I think, I forgot how that worked. And then we made up with you <laughs> after because you had went to some, you went to the other side of Japan and then we met up again. I went again to visit
1: after. a friend, yes. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we start with, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, like Richard? Sure.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, my name's Richard. <laughs> I do train with these two. Sensei, Juan, throws me around quite a bit. And Anthony critiques my my technique <laughs> and make sure that it's technical and all that other sort of stuff but yeah i uh i think i've trained with you guys what now about two years i think i've been at the dojo
1: have you had experience with judo before that
2: no actually i am um, actually this is a very japanese trip now that we're going to talk about it i joined judo yes. with you guys actually right after i came back from my first trip to japan for aikido okay. and i came back and this is gonna make it sound so terrible about aikido but i don't want to make it sound that way at all but i came back <laughs> I'm like going to train there. Like I went by myself and trained at the mm-hmm. different dojos. And that was like a very budo sort of trip. Mm-hmm. And I came back and I was just like, I want to also do judo. and okay. uh, Just randomly? No, I mean, I re- I've always wanted to do judo, but I was a lot heavier. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I lost a lot of weight through Aikido and doing other stuff. And so finally after that, I felt good to like go and try it.
1: Oh, um, it's one of those like, oh, I need to get fit before I do judo yeah, kind of thing. that's
3: literally, I was just like, <laughs> uh... And
0: it's a very common beginner question. <laughs> I don't look bad in my judo gi. I'm gonna go lose my i know, five I'm like, can I do this?
2: I don't know. It looks pretty like acrobatic, and I'm gonna like uh-huh. fly through the air and stuff, but not like, not as a participant. Like I want to fly through the air, mm-hmm. but because someone's gonna throw me through the air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you said that you were doing aikido first, and I was one of your first trips to Japan. But then you came back, you wanted to do judo. What made you do judo? Did you like see it somewhere in the YouTube Olympics? Did you see it while you're in? J- or something what i've always
2: really us? been in, i've always really been into a lot of different martial arts so like judo was definitely one of them um mm-hmm. but when i was actually over there i went part of the aikido trip that i went to is i went to the seminar in kyoto
3: mm-hmm.
2: um and so this seminar that was there they it was at this budo center if you guys ever get actually there's a few judo videos where they've shot there that are, it's a gorgeous place but it's the um kyoto budo Budokan. um and so it's like an old like training center and then they have a building connected to it that has like multiple layers levels where they'll do like kendo and judo so i was watching like a judo training while i was there and i was like you know what i really kind of want to do that and the other thing is that people don't realize this in aikido there are a lot of throws that are like aikido-fied that are judo throws like Mm -hmm. taiotoshi Sumiotoshi, you know do do Um, you think it
1: actually came from judo or do you think it came from jujitsu like uh a
2: no, it came from judo. Um, in particular, this guy named uh, Kanai Sensei. He's one of the, the guys that was one of the original students. Mm-hmm. And he, when he came to the U.S., he taught over in, um, it's like New England, all that area. He's like, he kind of ruled that whole vibe okay. over like East Coast. And so he was a judoka um, along okay. with a lot of these guys. And so when they joined into Aikido, they started to like bring some of that over. and it was, So it came from judo.
0: All right.
3: Okay.
2: Um, well, they have,
0: Aikido and Judo both came from Jiu-Jitsu. It's just like which family Jiu-Jitsu it came from. But, yeah, it all came from feudal Jiu-Jitsu.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I forgot where I was getting at with this. But, um, but also the other reason that I was kind of always thinking about Judo is one of my senseis in Aikido was always like, your body frame would be perfect for Judo. You're like stout and short. <laughs> you
1: you do have
0: the bod- <laughs> Judo body. <laughs> no, no, right. That's, that's messed up because when most people say, oh, you have the body for Judo, it's like, you call me fat? i know I'm saying, that's always the thing because it's like oh yeah you're strong no, stout low, guy low fat, center man. of
1: gravity is what we call it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah i got that judo body yeah i know that judo body is all right
2: yeah i basically <laughs> took it as like if i'm if i'm shaped like a tree trunk i think it's what they're kind of saying so i was like all right yeah
1: i mean have you seen yamashita he's he's like <laughs> stout and thick yeah you know like yeah mm. Yeah, and so
2: so that's kind of where that all started. And so when I came back, I actually – I'm just going to spill some tea real quick. Um, Like, (laughs) when I came back, I wanted to start doing that and Aikido. I was, like, actually charged to, like, you know, figure out how this would work together and how could these two things, you know, like, Mm -hmm. cross-train, right? And my sense was not not (laughs) about it. Oh, yeah. He was just like, he's like, yeah, I really don't want you to train judo. You're gonna learn bad ukemi and this and that. And it's just like you're gonna become oh, wow. too forceful. And he had a what? very and I'm gonna just say this, I do love Aikido, but there's a lot of um it's kind of like when you've been bullied a lot, you're expecting mm-hmm. people to bully you.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: think in martial arts, that's what a lot of Aikido senseis are like, because people are always talking about Aikido's inefficiency and you know, coming from that point, right?
3: Yeah.
2: So I think he was worried that i would maybe like you know become too in love with judo and <laughs> not want to do aikido and it had the adverse effect unfortunately that i literally was like all right well i'm gonna go do this and i'll maybe come yeah. back but
0: he pushed you out of aikido trying to pull did. you in it's yeah it can happen well some teachers they're like we talked before some teachers just scared of losing their students you know especially to see someone yeah. have a lot of potential in it they're like oh man they're really good i don't want them doing this grappling art or this striking art i might lose them to that and yeah, I think as long as you teach well and you make they have a good time and feel like they're learning something, they're not going to. But like you mm-hmm. said, your sensei just bullied you into not going. It just pushed you away instead. Absolutely.
2: And I, and so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am glad that I did.
0: OK, <laughs> <laughs> so be, besides doing Aikido like stuff, I know you did some other martial arts like. So what other martial arts have you done and what belt ranks do you hold or Don ranks?
2: So when I was a young kid, I did Nippon Kempo at like a Parks and Rec thing. It was actually mm-hmm. really cool. And the sensei was really cool, even though it was Parks and Rec. Um, hey, so hey, don't, be,
0: don't, don't knock down Parks and Recs out there, okay? okay. People okay, are okay. trying to help people and teach people martial arts, all right? Don't knock them yeah, down. that guy was cool. Sensei, know-
2: sensei Domar. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was cool. He was actually – actually, uh, he was from Hong Kong too, Anthony. Oh. Um, yeah, he was a really cool guy. So I trained there as a kid. Um, there I got to brown belt. Or, yeah, it was brown belt. I didn't make it to black. Um, and then I got involved in high school and all that sort of stuff and, and, went through that. Uh, but then through Aikido, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that, that kind of you can, there's a little microcosm of martial arts that are kind of in most Aikido dojos and and the main one's Yaido and that was like one I loved mm-hmm. that helped me a lot, like mentally and everything. Um, so they didn't really, because of some. Bureaucracy thing, they didn't pay to be a part of a federation or something, so they didn't rank people. But like, mm-hmm. I'm the equivalent of like mm-hmm. Shodan, basically. Okay. But even though I don't have like the, the paper and the stamp or whatever, it's kind of the
1: same in Judo in certain so, aspects. If so you, you, you don't can, pay for
0: it. <laughs> so you can cut bamboo with a sword, you're saying, So if I give you a sword, you do that whole cut thing and it falls. Pennies. They fall. <laughs> you could do that? Pennies.
2: <laughs> he would do this thing, we could put, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I could do this that well, but he would put the little pennies on a little thing out there and just, and you just, yeah.
0: Okay, wow. all right. Well, I know you also wrestled before. How, uh, how, well, uh, or, how far did you get in wrestling?
2: So wrestling, I did all four years of high school, and that was cool. I was uh, in between 215s and 189s. Um, and so that was actually a lot of fun. was not what I would say a very – I was not varsity, we'll put it that way. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> was, You're JV. I was JV off. guy. And there JD was a lot of people off. in my weight class and but it was like you know it was fun it was a workout it felt like a community it was sports uh-huh. and there there was no I'm I'm not kidding myself here there was no like I was not CIF champ
1: <laughs> I wish my school had wrestling. Uh, <laughs> it was
3: fun. It was really hard but it was fun. That's cool. Yeah.
1: So what ra- tell I guess tell everyone I know what rank you are but rank what rank are you in judo right now?
3: Uh, off of our dojo?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, well, what?
1: What other dojo do, do you train at? <laughs> what you
2: at our dojo, I'm a blue belt. Every uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Everywhere else, I'm still a white belt, but citrus color. <laughs> yeah, I'm so a citrus I, I, color still. I
1: think if we translate it, that's actually Q at um most other oh, places. Okay. Like our dojo does it slightly differently, but yon Q is uh our blue belt rank, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't quote I guess I was thinking but...
2: of the, the the Japan <laughs> it's, it's thing a, where you're like it's around there.
1: It's around uh-huh. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're one below sankyu, basically.
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And
2: yeah, so, aikido, I was um, oh my god, it's been two years now. Whereas I? I was at thir- uh, third, so it was uh sankyu. Yeah, same thing. Sank you over there too. Okay.
1: How long have you All done right. aikido for? You
2: said aikido. I did for two and a half. No, three years. Three years. Yeah. I did okay. For three years. So your judo is like, catching up. Yeah. Yeah, no, judo's catching up, but then aikido they have a they have a lot of stuff that at least this dojo and the, and they do this in Japan too because that's why I actually went to go check out in Japan mm-hmm. is they do a lot of um, like certain programs where you, like you if you're part of this program you have to like commit to be here this many days a week and you have to do these okay. other things so it's a mm-hmm. uh, uh, uchideshi is I guess oh yeah
0: oh and, yeah you have to live there wash clothes basically they're slave food. Yeah. yeah
2: you're slave and that's actually you know that's actually the reason i went for the first time in japan i wanted to train with this woman and see if i could be an uchideshi to go you over want there to be
0: her slave mm-hmm. i want to
2: be her slave she was very mean so then i was like <laughs> maybe not she'd be too mean She was really how the, cool she was wait, how Kyoto. does the visa
1: program for that work though
2: that i don't know he's I think a it was, student I mean, yeah, I think it would be like a cultural thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: it'd be a student visa. Because <laughs> they're housing okay. move. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. So what? What compared to Aikido? Let's not. T- let's not start any fights about Aikido and stuff. But no, no, it's okay. What, what kept you in judo? What kept, kept you going? You talked about why you were interested in it, but what do you like about it? Why Why did you keep going instead of yeah. trying out something else?
2: So I will definitely say, because I know you, know, you know, you want to be politically correct for the mm-hmm. other martial artists that are out there. I definitely think that Aikido and Judo, like, fulfill me in very different ways. Um, I can feel with Judo uh, a better sense of camaraderie, honestly. Like, I love the guys mm-hmm. at the dojo. Like, it feels really good in that sense. Super welcoming and, like, and that feels very good. Um, but I can see in Judo that there are very... Practical ways in which I'm seeing betterment, like in myself, and that's like mm-hmm. a huge thing for me. So, that's like, big from thing about rondori, basis, right? Rondori, like when things are actually practically working, um, when I feel that I like something is feeling a lot better, and it just happens, and then it happens in rondori, and then you mm-hmm. just feel like there's progression.
0: Like, oh, yeah, uh, you get that nice accomplishment feel right there. It's like it actually worked for you. You felt it in practice, pl- mm-hmm. in practication. You know, application. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and I think too with that sort of stuff, it's it's actually A different type of challenging i think aikido is challenging in the sense that it's it's not about being practical it's about being like a martial art that trains you and you know and and in that sense like it's very technique oriented and and the idea of that so it's a little bit more like cerebral if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um at least in my experience but judo feels like it's kind of the it's kind of all-encompassing with that part you know
1: what i mean you you will and it's interesting that you say that you will find some more recreational or kata based um, judo clubs that are more cerebral in a sense, but yeah, they're not as common because competition holds so much weight in judo. It's so most dojos train for competition.
2: Yeah, and I also really really appreciate this, which I didn't so much get at least in my aikido. Even in Japan, I didn't really understand get this so much in my sort of aikido experience but i can see totally being a thing here in judo and especially our dojo is like we're all shaped different like so mm. certain things mm. work for a certain body type that it doesn't for the other and aikido like there's kind of a one size fits all it's a very japanese sense right like yeah, it's, it's really like, it's how really. this one throw is and this is how you uh-huh. do it okay and it feels a little bit more like there's more like room for self-discovery and trying things out and and, and playing with things in judo than there is in aikido
1: yeah, I see exactly that. Like, it's like an art form. You learn the basics and then you make it yours and there's your style and everyone does it slightly differently.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like when I teach people how to do ashiwaza techniques. Like I can do ashiwaza with Anthony all day long and like by the two hours, three hours, I'd be getting him every time. It felt great. Then I'm like, all right, go with Richard now. And that, that technique, that style I did with Anthony is not going to work with you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's different with each person how you have to mm-hmm. change the technique to work for them, to work for you yeah. and to work yeah, absolutely. So what um, what keeps you in judo? What was the thing that kept you here in judo besides just the camaraderie? Is it just like the belt rankings? What what makes you want to get higher in judo?
2: Definitely the physical parts. Like, I mean, that that's a huge part of my martial art thing. Is because like when I got out of, out of high school, like I went into working in the food world as a, as a chef, and so it was like and and catering. So like, I'm getting out at like three in the morning, like mm-hmm. gaining all sorts of weight, being unhealthy, like then going back to work. The next. It was a lot of that. Um, so I definitely feel that like, it feels like it's in alignment with my physical goals for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I just leave there feeling so good, honestly. Um, like not even the camaraderie part, like the physical exercise, the exertion, like being, I know this is going to sound really more like I'm getting in other realms, but like feeling a little beat up is really actually something that <laughs> it feels good.
0: No, it's like a, after good a hard workout, workout no. right? Yeah. Being sore, feeling for a good workout. Like people don't understand that. It's like when you go, like, Okay. Like when I used to do karate tournaments, like hardcore karate tournaments, or like judo tournaments, and you get that soreness the next day, or even that yeah. night. You're like, "Yeah, I did something. Like I fought a guy. Like, I got, I got cut alive." That's what you. Think, <laughs> yeah, it's right? like, ah, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fucking
1: beast. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. And you know, and, and even beyond that stuff. Like I remember one thing that actually really uh, it made me want to stick with it in the beginning. Is there were certain people who I, who shall remain nameless that I worked with a lot in the beginning of our dojo experience here, and my My calves were like bruised all the time. They were like beat up. Certain people do, and it's and again, certain people do ashiwaza. Maybe a little different. Um, and so I remember being like, "Oh my god!" Like my shins, like I have these little knots in them, and like it hurts, and I'm bruised up, and all of that. And and that that to me is like uh, it feels good. I say that now, and we're like,
1: so going going back to how you discovered judo, like, um, how did you? find a dojo or like rather why did you not well first of all have you tried or heard well, of Brazilian jiu-jitsu?
0: <laughs> I think you wanted to okay. Google, typed in judo, yeah. saw Hollywood, and was like, I'll go try them
2: Very different than that. <laughs> um so First, with the bjj thing it's like i sound so terrible and i'm sure there's many bjj guys out here so this is gonna be political we're already getting
1: a lot of that okay for it. All <laughs> right. okay
2: well then if that's the case I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna just shoot right in i do not belong in the BJJ world every guy that i've come across has been like you should come train in our dojo or you know at our academy or whatever i'm like i don't like you um it's so <laughs> i'm like so I a personality
0: trait you don't know, like their like the BJJ personalities All right. yes
2: there's certain things about it that I just like and I know that sounds and I know that there's a lot of guys that are it. I don't mean to sound like that, but there was just definitely a whole like I don't feel like I fit into this world here and it takes uh, a while
1: to find a place. It took me 2 years for me to okay. find a club I like. So it
2: feels very for me and I'm only speaking for me, it just feels a little like meatheady and <laughs> like it's just not my place and that's okay. I
0: mean that it's that's really okay. interesting
1: that you don't say that about wrestling. <laughs>
0: No, wrestling. I know. I mean, he I, did. He just said the same thing about wrestling. He just didn't read oh, yeah. into it. I read into <laughs> it. I was like, I know why. <laughs> I grew up wrestling. I spent my, I wrestled okay. from the fifth grade all to college. So I know exactly who he's talking about. I know exactly, yeah, know okay. exactly what's happening here.
2: I mean, I will say it, it, my Super wrestling bro. team is so cool. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that we're fine to talk about this, but I was out all four years. My, my group, like my team was fucking awesome. So it was really cool. Great friends. But I was just like the extra level. I didn't have that. Like at that time I was just in, like, i'm gonna go run in like fucking trash bags and like bump heads and do all that other like that um so but yeah that's why so getting back to what i was to say is that bjj was not really the the realm that like i felt i wanted to go Mm -hmm. um and i was much more interested in throwing parts so i actually found hollywood judo through uh adam who trains like well and mm-hmm. i went to check out for, i mean maybe went like maybe four or five times i think to his dojo which is right you know we well, used to yeah. be right where is right, right
1: next to us yeah
2: and so i saw it but actually the first place i went to physically check out was tenry which is close okay. to where I think. Mm-hmm. and that was like whoa okay <laughs> <laughs> i walk in and the guy's like you know and, and they're oh my god it's amazing um but for they're a really beginner good, yeah he was just like, yeah, so there's no beginner's class. You're going to just have to go in. And he goes, you, you know Aikido, so you, you'll be okay taking uh, the fall.
0: You'll be here. good. You'll be all right.
2: <laughs> so he assigned this disclaimer, and I was like, and I was, and then so I sat in on a class, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty hardcore. Um, mm. But for me, I'm a little bit more like, I like all the technical learning, and I like all that stuff. Um, so Hollywood was, like, instantly the right fit.
1: Yeah, so I, th- I th- remember you telling, you and a bunch of other people told me this um, was that they don't teach it's actually on their Yelp review or whatever right too there. yeah, like they don't sorry, I just got a time limit warning um, they, don't, they, would be good. they don't teach beginners no, so
2: they make that very clear
1: they they don't teach adults you they just basically warm mm-hmm. up and then stretch and for yeah, like right.
0: an
1: hour or two, run so. for like hours
0: like two hours something like that yeah,
1: yeah so don't unless you're a kid they don't really they don't really teach you
2: yeah. And I think just for me, I mean, and it was awesome. Like, it, it's honestly, it's like, it looks like an amazing dojo. And like, we've competed with some of them, right? And, and, and mm-hmm. competition, I mean, they're fucking amazing. But it just very, for me, like, I'm the sort of person, I think this is why Anthony, you and I actually, all three of us, I think we get on in this realm is like, if I'm going to do Taiotoshi, I want to know what makes it a Taiotoshi and what doesn't mm-hmm. make it a Taiotoshi. And mm-hmm. like, I was very clear that for me, I'd have to really do a lot of personal investigation over there to actually learn these things yeah so yeah it's I'm funny that you back said
1: Tayatoshi because it's one of the throws with the most variations out there i think so.
3: uh, okay
0: yeah <laughs> well, something that something that you brought up that uh we probably talk about anyways is that you are a gay man you're a gay hispanic male that's doing judo, doing grappling with other guys that's like a manly sport a manly thing oh. you know Yeah. Right. what's what's been your experience being a gay man doing grappling you know
2: oh um I've had like literally zero issues, honestly, in my life, because I don't know, I I maybe have just lucked out in certain ways. I've never had any like, especially in Judo, actually, I haven't had any any like uh, what I would call like persecution or people bias, like bringing biases in or whatever, because like I think there's just a certain way of like, irregardless of what your orientation is, like there's just a certain sense of how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that like I've found at least at this stage, of, like nothing but mutual respect, like. You know, there's times when people will say things and I'm like, and I have to point out, like, you know, you keep talking about this a lot. And the fact that you're talking about it a lot, maybe you need to, why is that in your head? Then so they don't bring it up no more. Uh, like, yeah. like that In wrestling, I've had like zero issues about it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think even if there was just the way I am, I think it would be like, a, you know, we'd talk about it or just kind of keep it over there or whatever, but no, never any issues.
0: So. Yeah, for me. For me, you're not the first gay guy I've trained with in grappling. It's funny, it's not the first gay guy I've trained with in grappling or striking and stuff. And I think as long as people understand that, they like, keep your space and be cool about it, there's been no problem. I've seen. It. Like, you and me, yeah. we've done Nawaza together. I've never seen anybody okay. have a problem with doing Nawaza with you.
2: No. And so, this is something I'm going to, like, I'm, actually, I wasn't thinking we were talking about this, but it's cool, because I'm, I'm an open book. But
0: anyone hey, who's... You brought it up, brother, all Right?
2: <laughs> right. Anyone who's been on the mat and has been thrown, or has been choked out, or is doing wrestling knows this. That like, when you're in those modes, you're not thinking, "Oh, would I go date this person?" No, you're like,
1: <laughs> "You've got to be pretty weird to do that." Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's it is legitimately a problem. Like, um, sexual assault and grappling. Right? You, you hear really? about it in You actually hear about it in BJJ a lot. They had a few scandals recently, but really. Yeah, you're yeah. usually like in fight or flight mode and you're just like, How do I not get choked out? You're you're not worried about where where you're What touching happens people. if yeah. I get choked out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I'm gonna be honest, like that that's the, the farthest thing. And I mean maybe I need to just say this in case people do have like newcomers to mm. their dojo stuff because I've actually had if we're talking about this, I've had a lot of queer people that have been like, you know, I've always wanted to do that, but I don't feel like I'd fit in there. I'm like, I don't know. It really depends on the space, but
1: Yeah. Yeah, it depends on Dojo, yeah.
2: No one is thinking about that when you're practicing, when you're doing Runder. Like I'm going to, I'm speaking from yeah. purely being open and, and like from experience that no, mm-hmm. I've never been on the mat and been like, oh, well, I want to go ask this guy on a date. Like, no. And <laughs> I will say this one thing and, and I'm going to keep this person nameless, but there was someone who was like going on about it. Right. And, and was like being very sincere or whatever. And I'm like, you ever thought to think about that maybe we don't want to date you? Like,
0: <laughs>
3: like ever thought about the fact
0: that like, ah it's great i love that i love that Let me tell it. hey kill a man right there you want to know what you're actually not my type so, yeah, exactly. so <laughs> i'm so, open no, bears I, I and you're a and you're a catcher okay <laughs> right no but i will
2: say for 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 uh people listening to your dojo for the, your is like that like i've had nothing but like great experiences at this mm-hmm. dojo with that uh, everyone is Respectful and cool, and there's mutual
3: respect, and and so it goes home. Right. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, we have some really good news to talk about today
0: with com- talking about judo competition. So, here in the US, uh, USA Judo announced that next year they're going to have the USA Nationals in Reno. In was it May May 18th through May 16th in Reno, Nevada. That's going to be really cool because for us, we're in LA, Reno's not that far. It's yep. like a what, half hour trip, by flight or something. I know. That's yeah, gonna but, be, but but Most likely I'll probably be Las going. What?
1: I thought they would do Las Vegas again because uh, how <laughs> apparently the turnout was huge last time. But I guess with everything that's going on, it might not be such a great idea to hold it in a casino.
0: So. <laughs> Maybe some parents lost a lot of money there. That's why they're moving it. <laughs> Another gambling city where they can gamble more. <laughs> well, it's funny because usually at the USA Nationals, it's held usually in the Midwest. Usually it's in Texas or Utah mm-hmm. or somewhere in the Midwest. It's everybody traveling to one central location instead of everybody like from the East Coast having to come all the way to the West Coast. But yes, last year was in was Florida.
1: Last year, it was in Florida.
0: Yeah, it wasn't Florida last year, wasn't yeah. it? So, yeah, there's a trade off. We had to travel all the way to Florida this time of year. But it's going to be cool being in Reno. Mm-hmm. I want to go and compete. You think about competing next year? Let's, uh, I mean, next year,
1: June. Let's see how my knee feels by then. Yeah. Oh, so it's be May. <laughs> May. So, I mean, yeah, that'll, that'll be a bit too early, I think. You think so? Yeah.
0: Just tape it up, wrap it up, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of the, so
0: one of the things,
1: uh just just to put it out there, like everyone I've talked to that had knee surgery before that does judo are like, yeah, it's never the same. It re tears, re injures easily, and I'm like, how how long did it take you to get back into judo after surgery? And like, six months. I'm like, uh-huh. that's way too early. <laughs> like it might be <laughs> it might be um good idea to get back in to start light and do mm-hmm. some drills and stuff, but doing ron tournaments and stuff six months back it's asking uh, to retire it basically <laughs> and i talked to my surgeon he agrees like most people get back in too early and that's why they they re-injure it and then they have to go yeah. back and fix it again but so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the long easier route and uh all right was well, the, like the itch yeah now i'm just sla- i'm slacking off so <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there's maybe be another road trip for us. We get some more people yep. this time. Maybe get a van. We can drive up to Reno instead of mm-hmm. fly. I don't know. We'll figure it out maybe. Yeah. I'm about 75% sure that I'm going for the most part mm-hmm. <laughs> unless something happens. Maybe other was- good news, some other maybe good news we, that happened yeah. that came out is that they actually announced also the Junior Olympics, the USA Junior Olympics will be happening in June from the, what was it, the 18th to the 20th in North Carolina north carolina last year it was
1: here it was out, out here right i well, it was in colorado i remember what it was
0: i can't remember what it was last year because I, I think
1: exactly. uh tyra from our dojo went yeah there, and i'm pretty sure it was around here
0: one of our but, junior members went yeah oh yeah. it was um san diego i think
1: yeah okay it was in san diego north carolina hmm maybe i'll see if any of the kids want to go
0: any of our youth members want to go to North yeah, Carolina? I don't do know if fun they want trip. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I want to go visit North Carolina, but mm. we'll see how the world is by then. Oh, so,
0: <laughs> See if there's a vaccine by then or see who's even going to go at that time. Yep. Like I'm, I have hopes up that we can go in May for okay. USA National, so that's me. Other really good news happening is that the IJF announced, how many tournaments? Three tournaments coming back already? Yes,
1: yep. Uh, there's the Budapest Grand Slam. And uh what else? Tokyo Grand Slam in December.
3: Uh-huh. And um
1: and the World Judo Masters will be held at the early beginning of 2021 in Qatar. Okay. Excellent. Let's so, go to Qatar. Let's go to
0: Qatar. <laughs> uh, you want to go to Qatar Center? I'll go to Qatar Center in North hey, Hollywood. Hey, hey, you're
1: you're we're both old enough to fight masters. So yeah, you make, <laughs> me feel, you make me
0: feel like an old man, man. <laughs> I gotta grade my beard. I could. What I mean maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating, though.
1: <laughs> no,
0: I feel bad I, now when I compete in masters division. <laughs> feel bad when I'm going to masters tournament. I think the world's
1: masters a little different from USA Judo <laughs>
0: Masters. So. Yeah, some ex national team members there and stuff. Pretty, some, pretty of, I,
1: I'm pretty sure some um, regular, like senior national, uh, not national, senior international competitors actually compete in the masters too. So wow. it's, it's not going to be a walk in the park like you, you you say it is.
0: No, I wouldn't say it'd be easy. I am just say it'd be interesting. <laughs> uh, hey, all about experiences. Judo's all about experiences to me, all right? Yeah.
1: I mean, John, Johnny
0: fought in... Johnny's crazy. <laughs> I, I, you know, that, that's just crazy shit, Johnny. I think that's an amazing story, him going out there as technically a green belt, could be a black belt at international level. He was on the mat for, like, what, 30 seconds? Uh, 20 seconds. <laughs> when he said, oh, oh, I gave him too much. I met my bad, too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's so it's really cool that... That's including the bow. <laughs> oh, including the bow. Was it you including the walk on the mat? Also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 seconds.
1: Otherwise, the whole thing lasts like 15 seconds, I think.
0: But, you just keep cutting the boy down. Yeah. No, it's
1: amazing <laughs> what you did, yeah.
0: So it's really cool that since Tokyo is not going to get the Olympics this year, they're at least going to get their uh, Grand Slam. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting because they're going to get their third Grand Slam and then they're also going to get the uh, Tokyo Olympics next year again. So it's just one of those interesting things. Just one of the interesting things about how you know just continues going on. We yeah. just got to keep pushing, continue fighting as much as you can, practice how you can, be safe out there, and just compete when you can. The Grand
1: Slam is in December. I want to go. I, I'm, I'd probably fly there. Uh, I don't think they'll let you go. <laughs> I, that's, that's what I'm saying, because like, right now, Japan's not letting any, well, a lot of countries aren't letting any Americans in. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how um, some of the American athletes will qualify for Olympics. It would probably
0: be a thing that because they're an athlete, they'll get an exemption to go. They'll have to go like probably two weeks in advance, three weeks in advance to quarantine for two weeks. And then probably, whenever they go, they have to go to quarantine. Have you dealt with Japanese
1: bureaucracy before?
0: (laughs) Actually, Uh, yes, I have. (laughs) Actually, yes, I
1: have. (laughs) I I think you're putting a little too much faith in their flexibility here.
0: (laughs) But this is judo, man. This is judo here. It's their sport.
1: Well like it'll be great for I, I think it's great for athletes if they actually do that, but I'm I wouldn't bet on it. So Yeah, well
0: as like I watched NHK News and they're talking about how some athletes from some of the more poor countries that are supposed to go there before for the Olympics, mm-hmm. but just staying there. That they got yeah. there early and just they doesn't stay there for the entire year. They're yeah. They're not going back home. They can't travel back, visit their family. They have to stay in Japan, do Zoom calls or they have to do but to because that's what I should do. Visa. <laughs> oh, that's what you're gonna do. So
1: I, I hey. need to stay here, man, to watch the Olympics. Got a baby. Nice I'm
0: up. sorry. I, I got to go to Tokyo. I'm sorry. I, I got to be here. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> you can stay in a dorm or something, or uh, with a youth hostel. <laughs> well, the Kodokan has dorms
1: if you train there. That's because you didn't train there the entire time. Well, I can't with my knee right now. But if I <laughs> if I could train, I would actually train there and, and stay at the Kodokan. It's not bad. It was, mm-hmm. So
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Today's main topic is that we're talking about judo as a martial art, as a self-defense and maybe go into MMA after that. But a lot of people ask me when they first start doing judo is how's judo as a self-defense? I want to learn judo to, to help defend myself. And depending on what dojo you go to or sensei you talk to, even at a dojo, some senseis will be that judo's just a martial art. It's just a sport. It's a sport of judo. That's what we do here. And I train for sport. And you get other sense that's more open, like me and Anthony's pretty open too. That yes, judo is a martial art you can use in self defense. There's great examples of it. You hear about stories about people throwing a throwing somebody that tried to attack them, or uh, getting them in a choke or an arm bar, or just a Stone that gets from behind, you know, to defend themselves. And they teach it in all women's self defense class to teach judo throws. And almost every woman's self defense I've ever seen, they always throw. They always show at least one or two judo throws. So Anthony, how do you feel about judo as a as a self defense? Like Fighting, defending yourself what do you think <laughs>
1: I, I personally think all martial arts has something to contribute to self-defense um, but my general thought is that most self-defense taught out there is useless because um, effectiveness aside um, of the techniques itself that is I mean it's just like competition right the only way you can get good at competition is to just compete yeah, right it yeah. doesn't matter how, how many rendering rounds you do, how much Uchikomi you do. Mm. Um, you just have to compete have to do it. Same thing with self-defense. Without mm. simulating that stress level, like that fight-or-flight instincts or that, that environment, you'll never be prepared for it. It doesn't matter how many throws or techniques you learn, unless you train at that high-stress level, um, it's not going to prepare you for it. And Even mm. then, it's different. Like, For example, I've talked to many, a lot of people that uh, went to the first Judo tournament. I'm like, do you remember what happened in your first tournament, right? (laughs) your first match. Do you remember what happened in your first match? I I don't remember a thing. I don't remember what throw I did. I don't remember how I got thrown. I don't remember what happened. It's It's just a flash. It's all blur because you're nervous. And when you're nervous, half of, like, automatically, you start breathing faster. So your stamina is already, like, went from 100 percent down to like 50 percent or whatever right mm-hmm. and you start having like fight or flight instincts and most of your training just goes right out the window and yeah um so the same thing with self-defense you have to constantly practice that that uh that environment which a lot of places don't simulate it because it's it to be honest it's, it doesn't Sell well, very well, doesn't market very well.
0: Can, right. man, can you imagine? Travis Steven said that if we sell you as a martial art, as a self defense, we'll get more students. Right. So yeah. Steven said, I,
3: I if think... we just
0: sell it on the sport, people don't take the sport seriously. It's like, okay, here's a story about me, okay? Mm-hmm. Growing up, I grew up wrestling, okay? I couldn't afford martial arts when I was a kid, uh, taekwondo, karate, all stuff was too expensive for my parents, they couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So, a teacher of mine knew I love martial arts and knew I really wanted to do martial arts. And, uh, her son was a wrestler and the high school had a free wrestling program for youth. Mm-hmm. So I grew up wrestling. Like she put me in that, my mom put me in there and stuff. And I wrestled from fifth grade all the way up to college. But it was something that one of my coaches would always say when I was in high school is that wrestling on the mat, it's a fight. Mm-hmm. You're on a, you're in a fight on the mat. And as a youth, when I was younger, when I was in high school, I was be really like, no, it's not. It's a sport it's a sport out there we're not fighting because i'm thinking fighting like i like i'm gonna punch the guy yeah. elbow him give him a kick or something he's a spinning back fist double leg mm-hmm. that's what i thought of a fight it wasn't until i was um it was not until i got older and i got more into mma that i understood about more about grappling as a fighting art and it wasn't until like when i was like maybe Junior or sophomore year, and I started getting more into watching mm-hmm. UFC and stuff. This one became legal again; you can watch it on TV again. And um, I saw that like these wrestlers, double legging guys, taking them down, ground and pound, using just pinning submissions just to mm-hmm. hold a guy down and make them submit. I Like shit, wrestling is a fight; it is fighting; it is a martial art out there. And I think that's the same thing with judo. That too many people mm-hmm. see judo as a sport, sees the Olympic sport, exactly. the international stuff. And they just see the beautiful throws and how we get back up. Because that's another crazy mm. thing people don't see is that, oh, he got thrown. He got right back up. We can't be that effective. Oh, yeah, because like, we have body yeah, toughness. Yeah. We're used to
1: it, you know? Man, imagine getting thrown like a thousand times a day. Like at, towards the end of the training, you're just getting up is hard itself.
0: Yeah. So. And it's imagine like we're used to being thrown on mats, on cushions and stuff, mm-hmm. on crash pads. Imagine getting thrown on concrete. Yep. That's the whole thing even a bad throw on concrete, you're still rolling your spine. Adrenaline is hell of a drug though. So. <laughs> it, it is, but when it, it stops, you're going to be like, I think my back's broken.
1: <laughs> yeah, but to to explain what I mean is most places don't prepare you for that environment, but obviously some training is better than no training. And if you're, you've are you been competing, you're, you're more prepared for it than someone who doesn't compete, I think, because you're used to a high stress environment. But the dangerous part of that is a lot of these places they give people a false sense of confidence mm-hmm. and i think the biggest part of self-defense is actually environmental awareness and de-escalation tactic and okay. most places don't teach you de-escalation let's be straight here yeah. um best way of winning a fight is to just not fight at all right so <laughs> yeah so de- no de-escalation and then that false sense of security will tend to get people overconfident and that affects their environmental awareness. So that, that's my two cents on self-defense. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: A lot so, of these places don't teach that.
0: When someone comes to you and says, is judo good self-defense? Is it a good martial art to learn And myself? What would you tell somebody?
1: I just tell them it's better than not doing anything at all. Um, mm-hmm. But I also am kind of against those like seminars, the self-defense seminars that a lot of places teach, especially the all women ones. Like, you know, one guy with an all-woman class? Yeah. I mean, those people are usually training to protect themselves from bigger, larger men. Mm-hmm. So doing these seminars with other women that have women's strength and women's size don't tend to really simulate that kind of um, scenario, you know what I
0: mean? I, I get you. So- I
1: get you. Yeah, but, but they, again, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't sell well because, you're like, hey, you want to come train a women's self-defense class with these bunch of like huge guys that's going to be strangling you, you know?
0: Yeah, but. well, as someone that actually, I've held women's self-defense classes, and um, the reason we have only women ones is because some women don't feel comfortable training with men that they don't know, or yeah. don't feel comfortable training with people they don't know. That's why I always say when we have a women's self-defense class, bring a friend if you can, Yeah. so you have someone to train with. But even then, someone will be hard with each other. And I've had women at, in a class being like, Oh my god, Juan, I, I've had these bruises on my arms now. It's like, hey, wasn't it me. It was or that person that you had not, that you brought it, with you. It's also
1: not supposed to be comfortable. Like you're being yeah. you want to simulate being attacked.
0: Yeah. So and some people don't want that. Some people, when they go to these self-defense classes for women and stuff, like what I've held in my experience is that some women they're, they're, just, they're just going for fun. They're really not even going to learn self-defense. They just want I, I learn how to fall a little bit and learn how mm-hmm. to throw a palm strike or an elbow or throw somebody kind of with an po and seonagi kind of yeah
1: but yeah again my problem most of my problem is with people who are exploiting people that's what what i have a problem with like mm. especially when they market it like right after like oh you know like the, the, your neighbor just got attacked you should go like take my krav maga class you know like, <laughs> Like that, I feel like dog class. That, that, kick
0: them in the nuts, throw some sand in their face, and shoot.
1: You're <laughs> kind of exploiting people's fear in a sense. So, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, there's really no way of fixing this problem because there's no like national government body for self-defense, and even then, it might not actually <laughs> be the most legit. Um, yeah. And these people are just most of them are just scared, right? And they don't know what's good and what's bad. So how do how do they like determine what's good or
0: bad? Well, I think with learning any martial art is in a self-defense or, or spiritual or physical, whatever it is, it builds confidence in you. Mm-hmm. And at least when you're learning judo, with if you're learning judo, jiu-jitsu, karate, taekwondo, kickboxing, whatever, you're building confidence in yourself that if something yep. does happen, you can defend yourself. And that's something that I always say when I teach my self-defense classes. I teach us defend yourself, escape, and then mm-hmm. run away, yep. escape. All right. Don't but, don't stand there. Don't poke them in the eyes, throw them down, and then admire what you did. Be like, yes, I took them down. No, you throw them, you take them down, you escape, you get the arms off you, and you immediately uh-huh. run away to where there's people and where there's light. And I have seen some of these self classes will do all these crazy techniques of like judge yeah. them in the eyes, break their uh, break their neck, take them down, yeah. hit them, hit them, hit him, stop on the groin, stop in the groin, stop in the groin. And then stand there and wait till someone comes. Like, no. As soon yeah, as you just, rake the eyes, as soon as you get away from them, you leave. You don't yeah. stand there. That's one thing I always teach when I teach. Yeah. That.
1: So an, another goes back to the escape part, right? So the best part of self-defense is just getting fit and being able to run fast. Faster totally than. you
0: learn track and field? Yeah.
1: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's one of the things that Muay Thai helped me was with my cardio, and I can run away really fast, right? Um, <laughs> so, uh yeah, I, I think getting fit is like. Number one priority, right? Doesn't matter what you know if you're like super overweight and can't get
0: away. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I don't think people are trying to kidnap you if you're super overweight. I don't know. Do they kidnap overweight people? It's not kidnapping. It's just not just kidnapping. Just being
1: attacked, right? Yeah. But environmental awareness is super important. Like I teach my my girlfriend, like um when you when I walk to a restaurant, like you want. It's not just even being attacked just for safety reasons, like if there's a fire or something. Like Look at where all the exit, nearest exits are, right? Or um, when I lived in, in, uh, in Asia, my mom would always tell me, like, don't sit next to the, the subway door, because that's when people can come in and steal your phone and just run out the, the door as the door's closing or certain things like that. Um, when you walk by people in a dark alley or street or something, like see if their like, hands are in their pocket, and. It's kind of stuff like that, that you just got to be aware of. Don't be on your cell phone while you're walking. That's just common oh, that's sense. sense.
0: Well, it's just the common sense of look both ways where you cross the street nowadays. Yeah, but that Yeah, <laughs> most people
1: don't know that. And even if you tell them that, like, you write a book, have a list and you teach them that, unless yeah. they practice going back to the practice, right? Unless they practice that, it's not going to happen. And mm-hmm. I, I think there, there's someone in our, I don't, I don't know if she minds us talking about, uh, like, plugging her, but. um someone some in our dojo actually teaches that kind of self-defense class
3: mm-hmm.
1: so I, I actually really like what she teaches because it emphasizes on the training and the real world simulation and the uh, environmental awareness part of it more so than techniques like like you said poking the eye groin strikes and all that kind of crap so
0: yeah so when it comes to judo as a martial art, as a self-defense in that way, I totally understand what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's also a thing where if you can escape, if someone does chase you or someone does instigate a fight with you, I think judo is a very good martial art, but no. Because what do most people do when they attack? They put their hand on you, try to grab yeah. your chest, they try to grab your throat or something, which is really stupid to try to grab your throat, because like, mm-hmm. no, get away from me. So, and when someone puts your hand on you, what's the first thing you can do? Ipunsoonagi, taiatoshi, yeah. ogoshi, alright? It's a great basic easy throws no flying armbar no flying armbar do not do <laughs> flying armbar in a street fight and that has more to do with me also about not pulling guard in a street mm-hmm. fight because i've been i've been in lots of <laughs> i've been in lots of street fights growing up okay i've been in a lot of street fights in the bay area i've been in street, street fights here in la mm-hmm. you don't know who's around you you might be in a fight with one guy or one person yeah. who is attacking. that's the thing day. about jiu-jitsu
1: right they say jujitsu is best for self-defense like i i kind of agree if it's like a one-to-one
0: one-on-one thing but you never know
1: you never exactly. know it there might be a, fight his friend be might out. be around the corner right
0: yeah come- his friend be standing there be like oh shit he pulled his guard you've seen the street fight videos on yeah. youtube where guys will have a person rear naked choke and then his homie will come into start stomping the other guy in the face yeah soccer kick him in the head
1: or stop the fight like which to be like hey stop stop stop, man. Yeah.
0: stop stop that gay shit man stop that pussy shit right there stand up and fight nah it's like that I'm, I'm choking this guy out i'm breaking his arm taking yeah. his arm home with me that's why i don't i don't I don't tell people like, oh, pull guard or go to the ground. Try to stay away from the ground as much mm-hmm. as you can. If you double like a guy, get a person with a normal and take him down, mm-hmm. stand back up immediately. And this doesn't sound very mean. I know people are going to hate it when I say this, but if someone pulls guard on me, there's a very mean thing to do, somebody. Get your hand. You put it around the smaller back. You get your forearm. You put it across their throat. And I pull the smaller back, and I push their throat down so their head mm-hmm. has nowhere to go when they go down the ground to and concrete. And it does boom, straight down. You pull guard on me. That's what's going to happen. And your head's gonna hit that concrete, cement, grass, whatever it is. Your head's hitting that first. And if you get mad, you can't. It's a street fight, okay? Technically, street fight. Anything's legal for the most part in a street fight.
1: So let me let me ask you this: since we both okay. we both train uh, striking on, mm-hmm. on cross train striking, what do you think about striking versus grappling for uh, self defense?
0: I think striking is number one for self defense. Is to I'd rather strike in a self defense street fight situation. Mm-hmm than a mm-hmm. grapple because once i get to the ground with somebody if i throw them or they hold on to me they pull guard i don't know about people around them their homie okay. not, might not like it their girlfriend might not like it and i might get a soccer kick to the head i might even get stabbed in the back or stabbed in the side or hit with a chair who knows well you because don't think you can just throw and
1: run like throw them no, and run away
0: i could but a lot of people when they get thrown i've, I've done uh-huh. before a lot of people when they get thrown they'll hold on to you they'll don't ever know what the hell yeah. is going on and they try to they try to pull. That's, a guard, that's fair pull enough. A vietine, yeah. Or you throw someone, they're like, oh, what's going on? They're trying to hold on to you. And I just, boom, I land them on the ground and catch pretty much. And then roll off them or stay in catch katame mm-hmm. and look around. Because you got to look around. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing about a street fight
1: self awareness, uh, environmental awareness. Yeah. yeah. You have to yeah. boom,
0: hit the ground. It's not just boom, bam, 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 trying to punch a guy in the face or something. They're just trying to mm-hmm. scarf hold or neck crank him. you got to be like, where's his friends at? What's going on around here? Who's, who's around me right now? Okay. And then he still might be holding on to you. Get a little elbow to the back of the head, right there, right now, or something. But yeah. So that's, I, that's I personally, I, like I yeah.
1: personally think striking is effective in like if you're intent on fighting this person, right? Mm-hmm. But if one of the most effective skills that you learn in striking is distance control, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're able to keep that distance, then you can run away. That's basically yeah. my my uh, interpretation of it. So. If you can run away, there's really no need for you to strike in the first place.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if you do get into an unavoidable situation, that means grappling is going to be probably the most useful yeah. case, well, assuming okay. the other person's not trained.
0: Yeah, so, that's another thing you never know nowadays what yeah,
1: people are training in and what they know. That, that's the thing I learned most about uh, starting training martial arts for, was that anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Like, even within the sport itself, anything can happen. Like, I think I threw Charles, like, this black belt on a dojo once, and he didn't expect it. It was the only time I threw him, and it's like, again, anything can happen, right? Yeah. So in the street with all these variables, like, people around, there might be a concrete step over there that you trip over or mm-hmm. whatever, or it might be slippery. Like, it's an uncontrolled environment. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So for that, I think grappling is better. And uh, yeah. when, I, when I trained Wing Chun, um and a lot of places don't, don't teach you, don't say this. They emphasize it on the striking, but they'll tell you, like, hitting someone's easy, but controlling them is hard. Yeah. That's, that's what you want to aim for is control, right? Mm-hmm. And I think judo does the better of that than most striking arts. because uh, even jujitsu, like, you, you ever, like, roll, when, when you started uh, grappling, have you rolled with someone, like, that's, like, higher level than you, and then you just don't know what's going on. You can't control your body, and you feel like they're just making
0: circles around you. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never had that in my life. I have, never, I have, never, I have no idea. Yeah, it's just that sense of helpless, helplessness and you don't
1: have control over your body or this like, guy who's half the size of you is just putting this, all this pressure on you and you just can't do anything about it. That is something that grappling offers that striking does not, I think.
0: Well, I think what's good with grappling or judo when it comes to street fighting is that there's a, there's a distance you know, that we're talking mm-hmm. about. So when they're a distance away and I can strike, I can keep them away from me. But what mm-hmm. if the guy does shoot it on me or just, or, or just bum rushes me and just comes after me? That's where judo comes in. And that's where it yeah. comes in again, where guy comes straight at me, tries to do a double leg to me. I can sprawl out or throw him. I can get him with a, with a rice bag throw or a Tai yeah. or something. Yeah. But I think that's where we yeah. have, have to learn. Um, We're knowing grappling, especially throwing from mm-hmm. wrestling or judo and stuff or sambo. Throwing, I think, really helps in a street fight in that situation where there's different distances where I can not kick a guy or I can not jab a guy out. Yeah. When he comes in and bum rushes me. What am I going to do? Punch like this and stuff to hit yeah. him in his head? That's not going to work. I can try to work some knees in or something. Yeah. What better is that and I have him now. He's now on me. Double underhooks, under over, whatever it is. Kaitoshi, Harai Goshi. There's any of the throws I like to do to throw first. Mm-hmm. Especially if this, someone comes bum rushing towards me, they're, they're going to they're fly tomonage yeah. rice bag throw that's just going to happen
1: this is more of like a, a personal opinion but i feel mm-hmm. like with striking unless you knock the person out or yeah. you break break something um they're not going to give up like you b- p- body punch them or you hit them in the face they're going to keep coming at you but i think for grappling when you submit them or you um make them feel helpless like kind of without being able to control their body mm-hmm. they're going to give up faster i think so that's, that's just my personal opinion. So. Yeah.
0: so yeah. It's one thing that I tell people when they comes to Judo and they ask, well, is Judo a martial art that I can use for self-defense? I'm like, yes, if you learn it. And it goes again to go like mm-hmm. who teaches you. Some dojos only teach sport Judo. All they care about is Tachiwaza and maybe some pin. They don't yep. care about Niwaza. They don't care about Jujikatame, Udikatame, Harakajima. They don't care about any of that stuff. They don't care about arm bars, kimuras, or choke. For people that don't understand what I'm saying, they don't care about that stuff. All they care about is pinning a person. If you go there down the ground, or getting an pin or wazari. That's all they care about. And if you go to one of those dojos, of course, they're going to tell you judo is not a martial art for self-defense. They're going to say it's a martial art for sport only. So, so you really have to figure out a gym that's going to teach you this, or at least a sensei at the gyms that talk mm-hmm. about it openly.
1: What do you think about the learning curve? Or judo because i one of the most common things i've heard from other judokas which i kind of agree on is the mm-hmm. learning curve for judo is really high like compared to striking and um
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh striking and um jiu-jitsu like you can get be effective in those two things faster than you can be effective in judo because i mean people have been trying to not fall since they were babies, right? <laughs> they've been practicing since they were like a little kid. Uh-huh. But how long have you been practicing throwing people, right? <laughs> Versus striking. You can you can learn you can probably be pretty effective in striking in, in a few months. And same thing with jujitsu, you can get your first submission because most people don't know what's going on on the ground. Mm-hmm. But trying to throw someone, they they've been trying to not fall for many, many years. So yeah, yeah. getting getting effective in judo takes a lot more commitment than um these other sports so a lot of people would be like i mean we've had some of these people come by our dojo they're like i haven't thrown anyone in a year this is like so frustrating and that yeah, was me at that, one point
0: they hit so, that plateau or just yeah yeah well it's an old sensei told me a long long time ago when i actually when i was a white ball i think i was told this, that mm-hmm. judo's a marathon not a sprint and you have to think about it that way that judo's a marathon i said like, take time to learn to perfect it and if you're not willing to learn and perfect it or want to learn and perfect it then yeah, it's not going to come to any faster. I think if you're willing to learn it and want to learn it properly, do it correctly, you're going to catch it mm-hmm. faster, I think. Where if you're like, oh, I want to learn judo in six months, I want to get a brown belt in a year. I've had people ask mm-hmm. me that too before. Like, hey, what do I do to get my brown belt in six months or in a year? It's like, you <laughs> it can't. You have to be really, really good and come to judo almost like five days a week to do that. But in terms of
1: being effective in self-defense, I think it takes more commitment than some of these other arts
0: so i think you can't, also, you can't just learn it
1: for a year and expect to like throw everyone like that's not untrained is what i'm saying
0: i think you could because i think that a senseis more senseis took the time to teach gi-less judo mm-hmm. with underhooks overhooks body locks and double unders and stuff double overs headlock stuff took more time to teach gi-less judo it would be seen more as a self-defense because people can use it outside you because think it's is- just
1: that and not like because most pe- most beginners, even the, after a year of training, they're trying to muscle through these throws. There's like no sense of trying to sense the off balancing or um, the concept of Kazushi and all that stuff. Like these people don't usually get them in a year unless you're really talented
0: or really athletic. I think some people. I, I personally think some people do, mm-hmm. but some people don't. Like there are some members that I've been at my dojo for a long time mm-hmm. that do decently at tournaments, but because they muscle everything. And then they go against the high ranking Brown or black belt and they get tossed and they get mad and frustrated. Mm-hmm. I want that happened to somebody last year at USA national. And it's like, yeah, cause you muscle stuff through so much that yeah, it works with other white belts, but when you go higher ranks or someone's really good, that's like, I'm a good white belt. That's almost when we turn,
1: when we talk about self-defense, it's not these kind of people that we're talking about It's your yeah. average person. Like mm-hmm. I feel like within a year, they're not going to like, let's say they had a choice of training a year of judo versus a year of jiu-jitsu or a year of Muay Thai or boxing. Mm-hmm. I think for self, personally, I think for self, as a judo person too, like I think for self-defense, if they only had a year to invest, and they're not going to make it like a long-term investment thing, they're better off choosing those other arts for self-defense. That's my, my personal opinion.
0: I could see boxing and Muay Thai, mm-hmm. uh, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, even karate and stuff. Yeah, totally. But I still, like, I just, when it comes to Brazilian jiu-jitsu and stuff i just don't like pulling guard on a street fight unless you're yeah. really good at taking someone's back and you have a really strong back yourself and you don't mind getting your head knocked on concrete that's just my thing in a street fight but there are videos where you see kids and you see guys and you see people do jiu-jitsu in street mm-hmm. fights and they win they do really oh, well
1: man. you know it, it's really interesting because uh, I've, I've been watching this youtube video called street thieves oh okay. I, I i found it on twitch someone was streaming it a while ago, but with the prominence of MMA, you see all these people doing these semi pseudo jiu jitsu stuff, but it's clear that they never trained it and just saw it on YouTube or yeah. UFC or something. They're trying to mm-hmm. emulate it. And it's interesting because, like, again, it goes back to what we said about um, anything can happen, right? You, you mm-hmm. don't know how much that guy might have not trained, but he, he might, your average person knows a little more than your average person like 10 years ago i think well, in a, yeah
0: when you watch him in may for a long time you're like i can double egg somebody That a double yeah. egg's easy look <laughs> at that i can double egg and rearing a choke i've seen him do it yeah. i listen to joe rogan get underneath <laughs> the chin get right here put around that i listen to joe i know i know what's going on that reminds me of a guy uh, years ago like almost mm-hmm. 10, i had to be at least 10 years ago now that was on a new york subway and this guy was attacking people with a knife and because mm-hmm. he watched ufc Double-legged the guy down. He got stabbed a bunch while on the ground, but he, the he double-legged the guy down, took some shots, but held on to the guy until the police came and got him. He got, like, three seats to a UFC show. It was really cool, but it was like, yeah, I've never wrestled in my life. I never really took him in many classes, but I watched a lot of UFC, and I decided, hey, I can, I can do a power double this guy and take him down, and he it goes did. back
1: to, to the false sense of confidence thing I was talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind being stabbed, <laughs> shoot a double... Well, right. So that's our, that's, I think it's all we have to say right there. It's like, it's about what you put into it. In the yeah. end. If you want to learn as a self-defense, you gonna put time into it to learn as a self-defense. If you want to learn as a sport, you're going to take it as a sport. That's up to you. I think judo is a good self-defense because in case someone gets close to you. Someone breaks your uh, distance, gets in that six feet nowadays. You get a little mm-hmm. nervous, a little scared. You could throw them. Or if someone tries to throw you, you know how to escape or use a submission. Anthony, what's your opinion again?
1: Yeah, I think again, better trained than not train. Um, even if you don't um, learn the proper stuff, um, at least you're getting some exercise and being fit and healthy. That's mm-hmm. even more important. So, and if you're finding yourself getting in the street fights all the time, like
0: <laughs> I think that's a you I problem. I think that, that's a you problem. And <laughs> well, to go with your fitness thing, I will, I will say this also: Judo builds body toughness. Yeah. After doing Judo for a while, like you will be surprised how much your body can take. And how tough you can be. Like, I can do an ukemi on concrete no problem.
3: I was, that, time, yeah. I was on set one time.
0: I was on set one time. There was this explosion scene. I was running like, oh, no, explosion. I tripped. I ukemi got right back up. And the stunt guy was like, you do judo, don't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> 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 I would like to. They, they
1: have that stunt um, training facility here out in LA that I want to go visit sometime. They do a bit of j- judo, jujitsu, like taekwondo stuff there so it'll be cool to, to
0: visit and train there you should do that sometime Let's yeah. do it. side trip but let I'll me at, let me ask, wait before we leave
1: let, let me ask you this um have you have have you gotten in a street fight before had to use judo because this is one of the most commonly asked questions online like have any of you judokas had to use this in self-defense situation?
0: yes i have i've used judo very effectively in a street fight I've used wrestling very ineffectively in a street fight also before. It <laughs> <That> looks <laughs> like time. you have a you problem. <laughs> it was a me problem. I, when I was younger, I had a very much a me problem when I was younger. When I was younger, I just dropped the hat, speak the wrong thing to me. I'm not scared. Like I used to say when I was younger, I'm not scared to fight. And as I got older, it's like, no, it's not that I'm not scared to fight. It's just I'm not scared of conflict. Mm-hmm. Okay? I would defend myself. I would defend other people. No, no problem. I have no problem doing that. And I would deescalate the situation when I have to. But if someone attacks me or attacks somebody that can't defend themselves, then I'll step in. And because of that, I've gotten to many street fights in my life. I haven't gotten a street fight in years, like physical street fight. It's been years. But I'll still verbally argue with somebody. And there's been times where I thought, okay, this guy's getting a little close. Some shit might, have, some shit might go down. And I'll tell them, sir, stand down. Back up right now and stand down. And pretty much when I say that, I know my voice or my presence
1: well, you like, you play oh, as man. cops all the time, so <laughs> yeah,
0: so you get that. It's got that cop feel to me. And it'll yeah. be like hey, he's talking like a cop now. Is he undercover? Ah, uh, uh no. I think all right. Screw you, brother. All right, screw you, buddy. I'm getting out of here. I only had
1: to use it once, and it was um when I was in uh middle school, and I got bullied, and uh-huh. I, I also got one of the bullies, and people left me alone for the rest of the time I wasn't at school.
0: So mm-hmm. that's a great. T- that reminds me, this is a little off topic. I recommend right it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a little off topic, but uh, one of the sensei that first taught me was Sensei Emi. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sensei Emi was one of the guys that during World War II, they tried to force him to join the military, and he actually did this whole thing of like getting petitions and getting other yeah. Japanese people uh, not to join the military.
1: Look for those guys who are interested. Look up
0: Frank Emmy. Like, yeah. It's super sensei interesting Frank story an amazing life story i was one of his last judo students i was actually a pallbearer at his funeral it was he was a great guy but there's a story that he would tell about like when he was in jail that they would get picked on that all the japanese guys would get picked on by these boxers and wrestlers and pro wrestlers like i tried to start fight with them so i think someone to a wrestling match or box i can't remember what it was i that. think they had a they had a
1: sports day after, yeah. in the, in the in the prison so. and they used um the prison uniforms as like a yee, yeah. and he choked out a, a boxer choked, or something
0: he choked out a boxer and a wrestler or something like that and so when they did the demonstration showing judo and then one of them was kind of like hey you dirty japanese they challenged him so he said okay let's go he went choked him out and he say, after that day they treated us very nice yeah she us very nicely after that so it works it really does work yeah so anything else I think that's pretty much it for this yeah. episode
3: of Self-Defense.
0: It's longer uh, than we expected, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. longer, longer than you expected. All right, so anyway, if you like our uh, show, like our stuff, please like, share, and subscribe. You can follow me at the underscore 8juan on Instagram. You can follow Anthony at anthonythrows on Instagram. If you have any questions, you can hit us up on our emails or hit us up on there. Also, if you're on YouTube, a comment right there, if you guys have questions, we can answer them there all as well. So, Anthony, anything else? No, that's it. All right, everybody, be cool, be safe.